Welcome to another uh, fun-filled episode of uh, Dropkick Basement. Um, this is your uh, your host, the franchise Mike Madden. Uh, I am uh, joined by my uh, my two co-hosts, uh, the Certified Five from from uh, almost the archive, so to speak. Uh, the Certified Five, uh, Matt Geiger. Uh, Matt, how are you today? I'm, I'm here. It's good. It's good. It's a little while. Scheduling conflicts, uh, uh, travel on the road, you know. Of course, yeah. Just getting, yeah, just getting the inside scoops on everything, and and making sure that you got your ear to the uh, ear to the streets, so to speak. Um. So Matt is with us after a uh, a lengthy absence, and uh, we also have Tommy Schultz with us. Tommy, how are you being today? I mean, our all points bulletin for Geiger has been answered, so. I, I'm ecstatic. We it got was, the crew back together. What was good yeah, is, the, go ahead. The milk cartons worked, guys. The yeah, milk cartons worked. it was fast. Like we didn't have to like uh, we didn't have to like suffer and like knit quilts for uh, for the the Matt missing uh, the missing persons. <laughs> AP vigils. They listen, uh, I, and I, I'll give this 100 percent uh, credit to our uh, our loyal uh, Dropkick Basement fans. They immediately were like, "No, no, no, that guy is like." easy to find <laughs> yeah you just you just walk, walk in a key port and you're gonna see him. Yeah, exactly yeah he had a I'm, I, I'm at every restaurant at all the time any given time it wasn't uh and again I'll, I'll make reference to uh one of our more recent episodes when we did the rebooking SummerSlam episode uh the uh there was no mystery of like uh you know like when the undertaker was missing and uh and all those people were like i saw him at the dinky donuts they were like <laughs> no that's matt and uh and he uh he gave us uh you know uh passable service at the uh at the restaurant that he worked at and and everything's it's, fine uh, it was it was sufficient and uh and he seemed very angry yeah <laughs> His mind, up. <laughs> his, yeah, his mind was on the front door, um, but uh, but yeah, no, the gang's all back together. Uh, it's the late part of the summer here, uh, and again, I've, I say that, and I, the summer will probably the summer months will stretch until like the middle of October. But um, we're uh, we're we're sweating it out here in uh, in kind of the late August, mid to late August uh, time frame, and. Uh, Brought the boys back together for um, what we are titling the Broadcast Team Snake Draft. Um, so uh, this was an idea that uh, that Tommy and I had a couple weeks back, uh, and we thought, you know, it, it in essence it should be easy, but it's not necessarily as cut and dry as you think it would be because the wrinkle on this uh, on this snake draft. So. To just kind of bring the uh, the listening audience up to speed here, uh, we're it's a five round draft, and we're going to be drafting uh, a play by play man, a color commentator, ring announcer, backstage interviewer, and then the fifth spot will be a wild card. So, and again, like I'm, I'm just letting you know, I took wild card uh, way different. So you're gonna I, I, they all qualify. All my wild card area qualifies, but I have a whole separate list for wild card. <laughs> okay, great. It's going to get weird real quick. <laughs> um, and I'm, you know, just I think based on that sentence and that little uh, that little segment that you just uh, threw out there, Matt. I think uh, now uh, we might have to have mascots of uh of pro wrestling organizations <laughs> available uh as the wild card as well because now you just opened a uh, a wrinkle in my brain that they could be part of your uh your your broadcaster commentary team but uh i hope we all feel good about this before we I, start I feel okay okay good tommy I'm pretty excited i think i know exactly where i want to go so okay really it, i think it's going to depend on i'm just what? hoping you guys don't throw a first pick at me well, that, oh, no. that's what I'm saying is if mm. it depends on where I pick okay. on if right. my draft is going to go exactly how I want it to go 
or I'm going to be in shambles within the thir- first 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Tommy doesn't want to pick third. Who who picked first? I think Tommy picked first in the last draft. Yeah, I don't when we did the, uh, how the e- we decided that. The ECW heel. No, I think it was just more arbitrary, like uh, ECW right, Tommy, heel draft. Write a, write a number down, one or two. Okay. Don't show us. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mike, pick the number. Two. One. Okay, so I go first. Okay. Matt, and then Tommy goes. Second. Second. Which is, it's, it's, yeah. uh, that's up to you guys. No, I think you should go second. So, okay. All right. Great. All right. That, yep. that was flawless. We did that live. <laughs> <laughs> did we? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So um, this depend. This pick right here will depend on everything. It yeah. It it sets the my tempo. My whole draft. My whole draft depends on this pick. I feel like I okay. should get a pen. I've got a pen now. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna I'm of gonna take so. arguably the most iconic guy in this draft. Uh, and I'm I'm probably doing something you guys didn't think I would do. I'm drafting a ring announcer first, and I'm I'm taking uh, Fink. Howard Finkel. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's like the voice that that everybody remembers when it comes to wrestling and ring announcers. So uh, I would say so. Yeah. I think it's a solid right pick there. to start, and it it leaves open a lot of different options for me because. He's more of like the '80s, early '90s, mm-hmm. and I, there's a lot of other people available if I did if I went that route. Very good, good strategy. Way to go, yeah. Matt. A hundred percent. Howard Finkel is off the board, and I okay. would say he is, like you said, probably the most uh, recognizable or um, iconic ring announcer. He, yeah, he's he's definitely going to be in the conversation and, of greatest of all there, time. There was like two or three others that that I could have taken. Uh, it had I not chose ring announcer first pick, but of course, of course. Um, sh- those will be they'll, they'll be gone very shortly. Okay, all right, <laughs> that, that excellent, excellent choice. All right, uh, now Tommy, your second. Okay, yeah. So this is perfect because mm-hmm. this is exactly what who I wanted. Okay. Um, for me, not that this was the thinnest category in terms of. Uh, the amount of people that you could pick from it mm-hmm. was the best yep. and right now I'm not get, only getting the best but the most iconic Mean Gene Okerlund oh excellent alright yeah he's a first ballot Hall of Famer when it comes to broadcast team I mean backstage announcer from I mean you want to go back to the early 80s through oh yeah I mean he he, he went all of all the way up until WCW ended in 2001, he was the most prominent backstage uh, announcer for like the top promotions from the 80s for almost 30 years. So, and he again, he's always a funny topic because not only you know you've got your tried and true pro wrestling fans that are like, oh yeah, Mean Gene, like Mean Gene's great. Um, he crossed over. So oh, 100%. he was in like it, you you were going to do a skit on pro wrestling on like Saturday Night Live. There would be like a facsimile of Mean Gene in there. Exactly. And not only that, but when when the uh, the Monday Night Wars initiated mm-hmm. and WCW and WWF were going at one another, there were three people that Vince McMahon poked jabs at yeah. on the WCW side. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, and Gene. And mean Gene yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Scheme Gene was in the uh, in, in every one of those Billionaire Ted skits. You're absolutely right. Um, so that's an excellent pick. Uh, both excellent picks. Again, and I, I'm, I'm my hat's off to both of you guys for going uh, with, like, 80s slash 90, 90s guys uh, right out of the gate. So... That puts me a little bit, um, I don't want to say against the eight ball. I was looking at a couple of my notes here. Bobby Heenan. I knew that's where you were going. Bobby Heenan. Yeah, there was no no doubt in my mind, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and when I'm, you know, again, the explanation is basically like Bobby Heenan is the be-all, end-all when it comes to a... Not only a heel commentator, but also, you know, I think he eventually, like, when I look at my crew that I put together, he is e- he easily would be able to fit in with everybody, right? Yes. 
Well, so, and that's that's a very it's a very strong characteristic to have, yeah. especially in this draft. Somebody that that you know will work well no matter who he's paired with. Built in built in chemistry with with I think with whoever uh, I decide. And again, it's a snake draft, so I've got another pick right on top of it. But I also think like it, there's nobody wittier and better at at the game of being like that uh, that antagonist as a as a color guy. Than uh than Bobby Heenan and also a little bit of an like a little ratty with it too like yeah yeah he's and when it comes to like so he I knew you were gonna take Heenan because I know <laughs> Heenan's your guy of course and two when you're picking a color guy the best color guys were always the heel because mm-hmm. you can't like when you're when you're going back and forth and you've got the the heel and um. And the babyface play-by-play, Keenan was always that great dynamic to. I'm not going to tip any picks, but to the I would say like two mm-hmm. major guys that he worked with. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And again, like he. he well, I mean, your, your tip only affects my pick because Mike can't take any of those guys now. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's there. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. That's a, that again. That that's kind of a big. Uh, that's a big open now. Is that there's. Because he worked for so long, and again, he, all three guys that we picked worked for so long, right? So it's yeah. hard to like kind of work around it. But that's, yes. that's part of the, yeah. part of the strategy. So. That was the other thing is I knew I couldn't take Eden once I took Mean Gene. Yep, yep. So I'm like, okay, uh, uh, I got to pick, you know, which one I want more. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, I've got to act fast with my set first round first pick of the second round. Mm-hmm. I'm picking my backstage interviewer, and that is the remarkable Renee Paquette. Okay, that, that was that was in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cause she's great. She's got Mean Gene training and instincts. She also has uh, a like always has a great rapport. Like, and again, like can like as good as Gene is. Like, I think she's on that level where if somebody says something, uh, Gene was always the best at like. Somebody says outrageous uh, claims as a as a heel. Gene would be like, "Whoa, you! Oh, look at you! Oh, you know." And he would have those like fast reactions and the facial expressions that would be like, "Yeah, now he's selling it." And I yeah. think Renee does the same thing. If somebody says something in AEW, and even when she was with WWE, if somebody says something like really out of school, I think Renee's got the right temperament and the right facials. To basically say like, well, that's you know, ooh, you're going a little bit overboard, and and not to a point where she's stealing the show, but enough that she's uh, kind of helping to tell the tale that 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 character wants to uh, get over and and oh, and yeah. get across. So uh, again, I, I I I give her a ton of credit, and that's why she's my number two pick in the first pick of the second round. Now we're back to Tommy. All right, so here is where. This is where um, I feel like so this this is a little tough for me because I don't know whether I, such a wild card whether huh? I want to go yeah. I feel like I could get my ring the ring announcer that I want later mm-hmm. okay all right I'm gonna go my play by play guy. And mm. this is, well, you know, one of the most talented play-by-play guys ever, and he did it all by himself for mm-hmm. the most part. Ooh. Joey Styles. All right, excellent. That that was in my wheelhouse. Excellent. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's a solid pick because it still leaves such a broad spectrum of people to be able to choose from. Yes, for him. I mean, aside from. You know, his time in WWE, for the most part, he did commentary all by himself. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not like there's too many people that he worked with. Um, so it, it kind of leaves my options open um, as I uh, go down the line. And, um, I mean, he really is one of the best to ever do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, he's, and I think he's super underrated, too. He definitely is. Kind of forgotten about uh, like nowadays. He might you, be. If you really think about it. When you when you talk about like a 
there's two there's two facets to Joey that always get undersold is he may have been other than a few other guys I'm not even going to mention names but like as far as like modern day like guys that could call technical wrestling that have the knowledge and did the homework Joey's criminally oh, underrated oh, yeah. when it comes at, to at that at that time yeah. there was almost nobody doing yeah. that yeah everybody was like, ooh ahs and like, and like what yeah I mean like when you're watching, if you want to say at the time the three major promotions, mm-hmm. nobody could touch AJ Styles at the, or uh, AJ Styles, Joey, <laughs> Joey Styles, Styles yeah. That, yeah, yeah, Joey Styles at that time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, up until recently, no one on TV could come close to hit, call, him calling like actual play-by-play of matches. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that's the other and, side of it is like he's a oh, big yeah. moment guy too. Like, oh yeah. The oh, oh my god! god. Yeah, and, some, some yeah. of the most iconic calls. Ever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's a uh, that's an excellent pick. I, 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 Joey was Joey is and will always be on my short list of of guys that uh, that are due a ton of credit for yeah. working as hard as they do. So excellent, All right. Matthew. All right. You uh, so you've got a second have, and a third rounder. Here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, color commentary. He's a little flaky when it comes to like being just a full blown like uh, like heel type style, but I think he does it very good when he's in that position. I'm gonna take Corey Graves. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I think that as of as of right now, he's probably like the voice of this generation of wrestling. I know like Cole is still there. I know you know there's still a lot of a lot of guys that are that are doing color commentary and 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 play by play that are, that are probably a little bit more well known. Oh, for sure, yeah. But if you've yeah. watched if you've watched wrestling in the past 15 years like he, and and especially seeing as how he came up from NXT, mm-hmm. you know, announcing um, one of the original NXT broadcast teams and then to see him doing as well as he's doing. Um and like I said, he he does that he does a good job of like playing that like kind of like shitty like uh like uh, play like plays for the bad guys, and then when they lose, he's like, "See, I told you!" Like he'll yeah, he flip yeah. very well. Yep, yep. Um, so I, I like I said, I think I think that's probably one of the one of one of my favorite picks. Um, that's a good one. I mean, I think and and just to kind of put a little bit of more praise in Corey Graves's wheelhouse, like he'll be, I think it's going to come a time in another like maybe five years where people will come around to it and say like, you know what? Like he's, he's way better than anybody gave him credit for. I do think like he, he was much better at the NXT level because he was a little bit more like even keel. Like it was more of the analyst, right? Once he got to the main roster, it's obvious that they were like, well, he's, you know, he's the voice of the, of the, the heel side of things. And he has to play a lot more like, down their lane and and has to be excited for um the big moments that heels are trying to get over but i do think like in time like he's gonna get he's gonna get his flowers at some point and we're gonna realize like yeah like you were sleeping on like how good of a of a of an analyst and a color man he is um I just and I think that might be a little bit more of an underrated part of his uh, his his talent too is that he actually does know a lot of the in ring technicality and you know uh, how how to call certain moves and transitions and stuff like that like mm-hmm. you know he might he might be at a table with somebody who's strictly just there to do the play by play but you find out you find Graves doing some of it more than more than some other guys oh for sure yeah all right, uh, all right. so because I took Graves that really kind of narrowed down how I take the rest of my draft <laughs> because essentially everybody in WWE is unavailable. So I'm going to go ahead and take, in my opinion, the best play-by-play guy that's out right now. Give me Excalibur. Okay. Excellent. Oh, boy. Um, I, just, think, I think it, it adds <laughs> a really cool really cool dynamic that you're probably never going to see, having Excalibur and Graves in a booth together. And for Excalibur to be such like a uh, – like baby, like pure baby face announcer to go with Graves. I think it works well together. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's as much of a and a, very similar to Joey Styles, who we were complimenting a little bit before. Um, Excalibur can call matches by himself with no issue. Yeah. But if you put him with the right partner, 
um, which they do a good job of uh, on uh, AEW currently. But if you put him, you know, somebody like Graves, like I, and who's a pro, and who could probably match his excitement level, uh, that's a dangerous. That's a dangerous twosome. Um, and there was there was also like two or three other guys that I felt were severely underrated when I wrote them down, and I was like, you know, if somebody came in and snatched any of the guys that I wanted because this is what I wanted. But yeah, if anybody else sure. snatched, I had a couple guys mm-hmm. that I could go to for sure. So okay, all right. But yeah, that's that that might be the biggest steal of the draft right now because we do again we we and I think maybe my philosophy more than anything I lean a lot on the older generation and it turns into like well you're kind of overlooking this <laughs> brilliant you know uh, yeah. modern announcer uh, or you know a couple of modern announcers that could really like you know uh, tie your broadcast together and work and almost work with anyone. Just as I said about right. my compliment to right. Bobby Heenan, my same compliment goes to Excalibur as a uh, as a guy that's just he 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 might be the best play by play guy currently in the business. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tommy. All right, Tommy. Round right, three. So- Think about it. Uh- so color, you both, you both, you both took color. So I'm gonna wait on that. Mm-hmm. And also, like, now that I'm, now that we threw the wrinkle in of they can't have worked with one another prior. That's uh, the fact that I picked Mean Gene. Almost everybody fucking worked with him. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's really throwing. Yeah, me yeah. But this is where I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with uh my ring announcer okay now and um he's my favorite actually my favorite of all time and this is more of like a a homer pick Mm -hmm. uh gary michael capetta shit god damn it you stole him out from underneath my nose my favorite ring announcer of all time i yeah shit god i hate you um (laughs) because capetta's so good so good, so good. I don't not, know why it's they not ever Samantha, replaced Samantha it. Irvine's not your favorite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, shit. Capetta's fucking good. <laughs> and it, it, here's the best part about Capetta is, so uh, just to, to take you into a left turn, Gary Capetta used to teach where I went to high school at CBA, Christian Brothers Academy. Uh, before I got there, Gary Capetta was a Spanish teacher. At CBA. Oh, really? Well, he was That's yeah, phenomenal. Jersey guy. So he's a Jersey guy. Um, so he was, you know, uh, the year or two before I got to CBA in nineteen, um, he uh, <laughs> he left teaching full time and he ended up going on the road because WCW was doing like more pay per views and they were doing more like house shows around the country and they were like, well, you're the ringing out here the voice of our of our company like you gotta you know you gotta go on the road with us and um imagine have like imagine being able to have the option to stop teaching to travel with like with the wrestling company and that's that's amazing weirdly enough like stop teaching at a very like you know again i'm not putting it over as uh as you know the harvard of high schools but it's not a low-paying job to be a, a spanish teacher uh, at Christian Brothers Academy, it's you know it, it it's up there, you know, and he but he still would come back every once in a while, and he had friends that are on the staff, so you would see him, and I actually like chatted with him a time or two, um, and I just I, again as a kid I was marking out, I was like fanboy fan Mike, you're you know, late, oh, late, to, uh, late to his third, third oh, period biology. Holy life. shit, yeah, oh, I almost like to a point where it'd be like, well, it's lunch and you should have eaten something. No, 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 I. Uh, Mr. Capetta came and I wanted to like <laughs> chew his ear off about uh, you know oh, WCW just got ravishing Rick Rude like what's he like so um, so I have again I have a great affinity for uh, for Gary Michael Capetta and wait, he's wait, so, so he was teaching while he was the ring announcer at of for WCW so for a little bit like so he was teaching in uh, like I guess eighty seven and eighty eight so he had done uh, he was the ring announcer for uh, WWF. Back in yes, the, yes, and in yes, the eighties, yes. and well, the beginning of the eighties, and uh, 
up until about 84, then did indies for the most part and did local shows. Then got a contract with World Championship Wrestling in like, I think early 89, which which coincided with, and I, you know, I kayfaved it before, but that coincided with me going into high school. So it was like at that time, it's like, holy shit, like this guy (laughs) worked at the high school that I'm going to (laughs) and he's coming back and he's best friends with one of the English teachers who runs the bookstore and the bookstore is right across from my locker. And now I'm getting a chance to like bullshit with a guy that is in the wrestling business and uh that that story in this time would be a lot shittier like yeah i took my lunch and i got to sit and hang out with mike rome (laughs) yeah right yeah exactly like (laughs) (laughs) not as cool as as gary capetta uh calling you know doing the ring announce and again such a style of like the emphasis on like his ring announcements for like the steiners and sting and um those still like you know ring true and and he still works around. Um, he still does like the occasional like indie show, like so. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think we've talked enough about Gary Capetta. Uh, he might be the star of the draft. You're, uh, you're yeah, on back I guess to so. Now, Mike. That might be the steal of the draft. <laughs> so I'm on. <laughs> I just stole the steal. You, you might have just yeah. You might have stole the draft. So I'm going to try and steal stole it back. So, so far I've got Heenan and I've got Renee. Um, which by the way, uh put Heenan and Renee like in a studio together and let them fuck oh. around for <laughs> We might have some cancellations. Yeah, you, well no, you are. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go my play by play guy. And I'm gonna reach back. Mm, can't, yeah, I can't I gotta I I actually have to go back back. Um Gordon Soley. Okay. I, yeah, I figured uh, it had to happen. We knew you were going somewhere. We, well, we I figured there. it had to happen. So Listen. Now, all right. So now that we do, we all have uh, play-by-play. We all have play-by-play. Now I have. I just not to take anything away from Gordon Soley. Mm-hmm. When you say they can't have worked together, does that mean that they couldn't have been in the same company at the same time? Absolutely. They can. They can be in the same company at the same time. But I'm talking as a broadcaster. Like like, the, like, the, like he could like uh, like Excalibur couldn't throw back to Renee, you know? What I mean? Right, like if exactly. They, if she was just yeah. working backstage segments, that's fine. But like, if they've had any, you know, in, uh, you know, interaction like, as, a, mm. as part of a broadcast team, as part like, of a broadcasting backstage and doing whatever, but like, so they here, actually use her, yeah. while they use Excalibur as like an announcer. Here's the yeah. Okay. Here this and again, this kind of ties things together because I know Gordon Soley called Georgia Championship Wrestling and Championship Wrestling from Florida and and a whole bunch of other shows. But Heenan, anytime Heenan came in, Heenan was a Heenan wasn't a commentator. Okay. Heenan was just a manager in Georgia and in uh you know the only Florida. Reason I'm asking is because like Gary Michael Capetta did call WBF stuff, but I'm not sure and uh, it I wouldn't it wouldn't have over it wouldn't have over it wouldn't have overlapped with i don't me. believe it, no it may have overlapped with me and gene but there were there's no crossover between capetta, those two people capetta wasn't on television okay so that's so, a, that's, so, so that's okay. okay yeah he he would at that time he's just doing house shows he's not the main so if yeah if you were going to say like well finkel and gene were on the same television program together yes you're going to get a strike on that one right, right. Okay. but yeah gary capetta was when Gene came in in 84, Capetta was being phased out, and he was only doing, like, the Meadowlands okay. and right. some Philly stuff. So, yeah, that, that definitely qualifies. Um, just to kind of give a little bit more uh, context on Gordon Soley, he's the dean of pro wrestling announcers. Um, as we mentioned before, like, Excalibur styles could call shit by themselves. Gordon Soley could call shit by himself. And actually, like, I'm kind of handicapping myself a little bit because Gordon was never really great with a partner. Um, yeah. He could work with a partner. And it, a lot more times than not, like, he worked a little bit better if there was, like, just a somebody like Kevin Sullivan that would sit at the desk with him and, and commentate, like, one match at a time. Or somebody like Piper. He worked with Piper pretty well. But 
he was always better by himself, but I think like you can get some, and Heenan could like sort of needle him as much as possible well, yeah, was, and like, rile him guys, up. Like, he was one of those guys that it wasn't a necessity, but he mm-hmm. would work well with anybody that you put next yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. And I also, with uh, Gordon Soley and with Heenan, I might have the booziest uh, tandem because both guys like to nip on the uh, oh, yeah. oh, on the cider a bit much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, so I'm I'm sticking um, with that. Yeah. So just real quick, a uh, couple of guys that were notably left out of play by play. Jim Ross. And well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not let's not mention them because they could always be thrown in. Is remember yeah. we have a wild card here. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. We do have a wild card. Yeah, we'll wait until the end then. All wait. right. So you're back up. So I'm back up. Um, this is my first pick. Are we in the fourth round? We are in the fourth round. Yeah, wrap, this is the first pick, the fourth round. I'm gonna wrap up my commentary team. Um, God, I need a. I'm gonna save my wild card for last. I'm gonna go. Ring announcer. Ring announcer's not eat like you guys. Really, just stole all the good ring announcers. Um. Well, there's one left. Two left. Three. <laughs> yeah, but now uh, that's that's the other side. Like I, it can't be anybody that's in AEW now because they would have worked with Renee. Um. The golden era, Jesus! Like Howard yeah, Finkel was I there. Two, and, I have two that you could use. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, not going to give them to you. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with um, I have one. ECW ring announcer Bob Ortiz. Okay. Okay. It's a bit of a, 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 a and I can tell like you guys are underwhelmed. No, um, well, <laughs> it's it's just it's listen. Strategy, what's left? You know? I, what's think, left? I think you're caught. You're caught in a weird bubble. No, because yeah. the thing that this is where it it, it all comes together is. You you're kind of handcuffed, yes, by yes. your previous selections, because I had the perfect draft laid out, and now I just realized I can't take my my last pick. Yeah, and now I have absolutely no idea. What to <laughs> you don't do. know where to go. Like, <laughs> I feel like this the snake in the snake draft sort of it it has already bitten me. Um, I think I think uh, I think I have it pretty much locked up, guys. So just... I did I did well on on the ride so far and this is a square again the wild card is going to be this is going to be astronomical um because i'm already thinking of the wild card but uh, so the reason why i'm picking barbara Ortiz, um a good ecw announcer um guy that's got a uh yeah again he's got a very like indie wrestling uh style and delivery so it's never like flashy but um but will will serve the purpose and certainly fits the the aesthetic of not having worked with anybody in this <laughs> in my particular configuration. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm cautiously optimistic that I've done uh, that I've done okay so far. Tommy, you're up again. All right. Well, I'm in a bit of predicament right now because I. So what's your list off your list off your current roster? At the moment. Play by play, Joey Styles. Ring announcer, Gary Michael Capetta. Backstage announcer, uh, Mean Gene. Mm -hmm. So you're missing. I'm missing a color guy and a wild card. Okay. I had it perfectly set out to where I'm going to take my color guy now. Mm -hmm. I was going to take someone as my wild card, only to realize that I may have fucked up. (laughs) Okay. So, I, I see a color guy that you can two two color guys. So I'm I'm curious to see where you're going here. I'm going to go with uh, my color guy now because I still need time to think of my uh, wild card at this mm. point. Uh, I'm going Don West. Oh shit! Yes, that's an well. That actually might qualify more as a wild card than anything because I I totally fucking blanked on all these TNA guys. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I had a I'm, ton of I had a ton of TNA guys written down too. So this is the thing: is once I saw I had Mean Gene, I kind of ruled out all of the the WWF guys. Yeah, yeah. But then, what I didn't really think about was now I kind of have to rule out all of the WCW guys too. True. 
True. Yeah. And the modern color commentators, other than Corey Graves, are either not it's very good or they were in WCW or WCW. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're they're holdovers. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with Don West. R.I.P. The guy could sell the shit out of anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, dude, give me give me Joey Styles with. <laughs> Oh my God! And then Don West in his oh. silk shirt with his silk tie that both match, <laughs> and he's just screaming about everything. Screaming yeah. about hardcore wrestling and beanie that's babies. A fun, that's a fun commentary. <laughs> that is, duo, yeah. If I ever saw one. And oh, if you go back to TNA, you had him working with uh, Mike Tanay, who two babyface, you know, commentators. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't need the, you don't. He worked well. As, yeah, you know, with that dynamic, so yeah, very good. Maybe Don West. Very good. Okay, uh, I, I like. I was shaping out. It's shaping out there, Tommy. I like it. I think it's almost like Tommy's opened the Forbidden Door. I had the. Okay. I had the perfect. I had the perfect. <laughs> the absolute perfect fifth round pick, and I just realized that I can't take it. All right. Well. Okay. We'll so I put I'm, a pin in I'm, that. I'm going to. <laughs> I have to take a backstage. Comment uh, backstage interviewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my original thought process was to go with Kathy Kelly because I love Kathy Kelly, but I can't do that with Braves. On my she works for Braves. So yeah. I'm going to yeah. take Jonathan Coachman. Okay. As my as my backstage interviewer, um, and if you remember, how many times did we have all these crazy interactions with Coachman and The Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like Triple H, DX, where you know he's left running around with his pants at his ankles or something. <laughs> You know, so it adds that element of comedy to it. But also, mm-hmm. he was a good backstage guy. Much better backstage than he was a uh, uh, yeah, it was not play-by-play a man or a uh, color not, man. Not, right, right. Um, you know, and not to graze over him, but I am very, very happy that uh, nobody took a wild card yet. Mm-hmm. And with with my last pick, uh, my wild card is. Hold on, let me just write it down. Well, before you go to your wild card, re- review the rest of your. Uh, your broadcast okay, so lineup. I have uh, Excalibur as my play-by-play. I have Graves at color. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Coachman backstage. Howard Finkel as my ring announcer. And my wild card is the Spanish announce team from Monday Night Raw. <laughs> give me, oh give me Carlos Cabrera all day. Shit, you fucking figured it out. That's... I told you I was coming in hot. You know what? Yeah. You might have won. Holy shit. <laughs> Might have won. Oh. I, I, I didn't even in, think of that. Didn't even. In the, four, in the 40 minutes of research that didn't I did, once, I came in hot. Did not <sighs> once. Did not once. Oh. Even think about that. Fredo, Fredo you broke my heart, I came, Fredo. I came, I came into play <laughs> after a month hiatus. Jesus Christ. Well, now we know what he was doing with his month off. Yeah, no, he's just, he's just, he's lying in the weeds and just writing notes. Damn. Just you know what I did? I I, uh, I went to uh, therapy and uh, I got hypnotized into forgetting about Test and Spike Dudley. <laughs> Good call. Um, but uh, yeah, listen, I think I rounded it out pretty well. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be hard to top it, but Tom, Tommy, you saw where I went no, on the wild card. No, we're not getting so off. There's definitely different things you can do. We're not getting off the Spanish announced team just yet because uh, name the two guys in the Spanish announced team. It's um, Carlos Cabrera and um, uh, uh, um, hold on, I got it somewhere. Ricardo Rodriguez. No, nope, it's not. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Ricardo Rodriguez. Ricardo Rodriguez. I know I mean, that was a joke. That, that was, was uh. Oh, okay. Del Rio's water boy. I, for, I I forget the other guy's name, but Carlos Cabrera is one of the guys. Hugo Zavinovich. Hugo, yeah, he yes. he does triple A he's, now. He's, he does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's he. Um, but he, like they they hold a spot in my heart is like such an iconic area of WWF. True. Because every time somebody went through a table, it was a Spanish. It was, the, it was the poor Spanish announce guys that had to get up and scramble out of the way. And, and, yep. and then they moved. <laughs> then they moved them fucking hard cam side. So now you're they're nowhere near the action. Yeah. You know. Uh, Hugo Zavinovich. So show him some love. Hugo Zavinovich, by the way. Um, and you get a two for one. It is a two for one. He's got an yeah. He 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 boiled in an extra guy. 
Yeah. Uh, Hugo also, uh, I don't think he's still married to her, but I think he was married to Wendy Richter for a little while. Nice. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. Uh, also, great uh, contributor on the Dark Side of the Ring for Abdul the Butcher. Oh, 100%. Oh, um, what a good... Because he, he was in uh, WWC at the time when uh, when when Abby was uh, plying the straight. Whew. Jeez. Yeah, I I really I really locked in in here, boys. Uh, All right, let's see what Tommy uh, wind us down. All right, top All right. it, Tommy. So, I can't because when the wrinkle of never working together was added, my mm-hmm. draft that I had planned out to a T mm-hmm. was Capsized. spoiled, <laughs> and I didn't realize it until we were in the midst of this thing. Okay, because <laughs> my pick right now was going to be Michael Buffer. But work with Gene. But he worked with exactly. Yeah. Well, you and know that would have won I the think, draft. Well, yeah. I mean, I think as a wild card, <laughs> I would be willing. I would be. I'd be willing to to. Uh, However, the rule slide for the wild card pick. No, 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 no. no. It's a true wild. It's a, a true. It is a true wild card. Yeah. I'm a stickler for the rules. And he's only calling your. He's only doing the. He's only doing the ring announcing for your main event. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but which would have been? I mean. To have Gary Michael Capetta and Michael Buffer as your ring announcer. Do you have a uh, what? What but is he? You know what does he get? Do right now? What is he? Five hundred thousand dollars for any time he says, "Let's get ready to rumble." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're gonna blow the. Bu- we're gonna really blow the button. <laughs> blow the button. What a scumbag! <laughs> so what I'm gonna do instead mm-hmm. is, let's take it back to the days of in your house. Give me oh, backstage. Yeah. Backstage announcer Todd Pettengill. Todd Pettengill. Well, or, or your Solid. your pay per view host, Todd Pettengill. Even better. Yeah. He's hosting your uh, your uh, free for all. Yeah, he is. He's se- he's selling you the denim Undertaker jackets after the show's over. He's, Todd he's telling you to hit the uh, superstar and, the superstar hotline. Yeah. During the weekdays. He's hosting WPLJ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's doing crank phone calls and and song <laughs> parodies. Um, who's the rest of your team, by the way? Review right, that. So let's let's recap. Let's recap. Play by play, Joey Styles. Mm-hmm. Never Color, work with Todd. Color Don West. Never work with Todd. Ring announcer Gary Michael Capetta. Mm-hmm. Backstage announcer Mean Gene Okerlund. I think they overlap. Uh, yeah. Mm. No, they did not. They didn't overlap. No, You're no, right because Gene was Gene yeah, was yeah. gone in '93. Okay, very good. Pettengill kind of took over for Gene, actually. In 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 a certain sense. Okay, all right. Yeah, I thought Gene you. Left. I thought there might have been an overlap there, but. Solid. And, and then and then we got Todd Pettengill. Okay. Solid. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> I think I'm in a tough spot. I think I've I think I've baked Mikey, myself into Mikey's a corner. That's the thing. That's the thing. It really fucks you up. Yeah. Because I'm. I have old era. I've got New Era. Um, Bob Ortiz is is in the middle. Shit, where's the blank spot? Ooh, I just thought of a good one. Fuck. No, I have a, I have a good one, but this person or thing worked with uh, because I was gonna pick Wildcat Willie, the short-lived WCW mascot. Now you just threw another one in my. In my in but my he wor- he worked with Heenan. Um. Fuck. Shit, I really have to think. <laughs> um. You know what? This is really going to throw it for a curveball. I'm gonna uh, my extra guy on the commentary uh, on the commentary table. Lenny Leonard. No, Lenny Lenny Leonard. Fantastic pick. Because I think Lenny Leonard may be one of the most underrated uh, personalities, especially for, like, you know, indie wrestling and... uh, Lenny Leonard is hands down the best independent wrestling commentator. He's he's incredible. And he does not get the flowers that he deserves. Lenny Leonard is, is my final... My true wild card Lenny Leonard would be in there. Great pick. Great pick. I, I love that pick. And I had some indie guys that I feel like you guys may not have known, so I mm-hmm. didn't even bother to like throw them out there. 
but Lenny Leonard, top. Yeah. Top. Yeah. Top of the all-time indie commentary. He, yeah, he, and again, I think the reason that I, I gravitate towards Lenny is he's very much a student of Joey Styles. Like, there are guys that are, that are like, cut from the Joey Styles cloth, and I think Lenny is one of those guys that certainly, like, so he got the essence of Styles, but also knows how to call technical wrestling. So he's a guy that you can throw on that booth. Like, yeah, you're going to have Gordon Soley, who's the dean of wrestling and plays everything, like, right down the middle. Heenan is going to be uh, his nemesis, so to speak, and, and the heel commentator that's going to try to get the one-liners in and to throw Soley off the scent. And Lenny Leonard is your third guy on that table who is like, let's tighten up and let's talk about the technical side of this while also throwing in personality and having, um, you know, having a, uh, a sense of humor. He's, he's essentially yeah. what Mike Tanay was to WCW. I agree. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. Yeah. Who is another guy would have loved to take, but yeah, obviously he was he was on my radar too, and I, I probably could have pulled that off as, yeah. a, as a wild card. And he it, that that would have been a great wild card, but because I don't think he he was like when he was in TNA, he was as gr- good as he was in WCW, being mm-hmm. the the sole play by play guy. When he had Shivani and he yes. to bounce off of, it was fantastic. And you brought in Tanay as a, a, a he was. In essence, like he was their lucha expert. Yes. At first, yes. and like, and, and for all, like the lucha guys and like uh, the Japanese guys and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, yeah, they, that he did. He did a ton for them with the, especially with like the cruiserweight division and some of the young, like those guys that were coming in from all over the place. Like he had his research done on these guys and was Absolutely. basically the one filling you in on who they were. Yeah, and he did the same. Like when he was in TNA, like that's, you know, again, uh, even though it was just him and West, Tanay lent a lot of that like yeah, i'm going to give you the background on these young pro wrestlers yeah. and give you like a reason to care about them like my only issue I think where where he fell short was when he was tasked with carrying telling the story yes. yep. of the upper card stuff you yeah. know what i mean yeah it, yeah, it, yeah. it would have worked better if they had a full-time uh play-by-play like a tried and true play-by-play guy Yes. That was that was calling the action, and then today could pepper in his comments, and then Wes could really, you know, just sort of just be like, in essence, a mark on the desk, yeah. and it could just react because I think that's that's always Don West, and we'll go back to to you know, kind of talking about the people that we actually drafted. Um, but that's the strength of a Don West. He was uh, his point of view was, you know, I'm. You know, again, I wasn't a guy that like had done thirty years of commentary, and then I came in to do this. I am more of the voice of the wrestling fan. Yes, and the reaction to holy shit, look at this! Like, you know, this spot that just happened, or you know, this you know segment was so outrageous. Like, he's going over the top and like and really like selling it and and everything. Um, rest in peace, Don West. Uh, yes. criminally right. underrated guy. Criminally. Um, so two, uh, two, real, real quick, two, uh, wild cards that I had, uh, Pat McAfee and, uh, mm-hmm. Ooh, the, I didn't even uh, think about him. The anonymous, uh, Rossi, uh, Raw GM. Fuck. That's good. That's good. Um, and then the announce, uh, ring announcers, uh, Justin Roberts and Louie Garcia were, yeah. were the two that yeah. were left off. Um, Dave Penzer. Tony Chimmel. Penzer, yeah. yeah. Chimmel was up there, too. Um, and then as far as backstage, I had Charlie Caruso, Jeremy Borash. Oh, Borash uh, is good. And then for yeah. color commentating, I had Zabisco. Tash, you could, you, you could even throw uh, Borash in for ring announcer because he was the yeah. ring announcer in TNA yeah. in the early days. Yep. yep. Um, Zabisco, Taz, Cornette, Heyman, JBL, Jerry the King, and Booker T. Those were all guys that- totally forgot about Heyman. Jesse then, um, Ventura. Yeah, Jesse Ventura too. Dusty, yeah. Dusty. Dusty was another great one. Uh, and then um, the one Piper. that the one that I almost made the decision, the drafting Graves was really what threw me off and not being able to take this guy is um, Moro because I really I, oh yeah, I fuck yeah I, I was about to take him time. with my wild card. Oh I was gonna shit! Take him with my wild card. Oh. Um, 
But, he's yeah, and then I had uh, a that would have been a, two, that would have been too enthusiastic. If I if I took him with my wild card, that would have been the most enthusiastic booth of all time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. we could. I don't think it anyone could listen to that. I'd have to turn the sound the booth, down. The booth would have blown up. <laughs> God damn! I f- uh, I then, totally forget about Moro. One of my more underrated play by play guys that that I really appreciate. Uh, especially when I went back and like did a deep dive on TNA and Impact was uh, Josh Matthews. He's good. Yeah, yeah. I, kinda, I, kinda I think he does a good TNA job, but he does. Time. Yeah, he but he there, he does need a strong personality because mm-hmm. he's a little he's a little fucking you know uh, saltinish. He could go to, off. Uh, yeah, he could go off on tangents, and and you have to tie him back. Uh, other guys like just thinking like th- that you haven't mentioned off the top of my head. We nobody brought up Jim Ross. Him. Yeah. I think it's it was because we he worked with everyone. All kind of got handcuffed. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he but he worked with everyone too. Like he's he's I, such I a hard person. I immediately lost flex if you in. Take Jr. Then if you took Jr. with your first pick, you're really kind of wedging yourself into a tight spot with mm-hmm. who else yes. you draft. Yeah, because he worked with literally like he was kind of like mean Gene with me. Yeah, where like he worked with everyone. But he's still working. Um, that's that's the thing. It's like you you pick Jim Ross. You're basically like everybody in the business for the last 40 fucking years you because yeah. i just look at just looking at my roster okay uh worked with gordon uh yeah. in wcw worked with heenan uh briefly in wwf worked with renee currently and old wwf yeah yeah bob artis yeah he didn't work with bob artis but come on um yeah. i mean i think you took bob artis out of necessity not out of exactly who you wanted and what's funny is like now after the everything is the dust has settled on the draft like i certainly could have um god who's the ring announcer that does um i mean i technically i could have picked uh kevin gill because he does a little bit of ring announcing he's done the ring announcing for uh for gcw he's done it for uh the juggalos um there's a He's few. The there's too. a few guys on the indies that like you could have said like uh, that that work well, or I would have been I, you know, go back to like the the old. You probably could have got Tony Chimmel. Chimmel, I think worked with Renee. I don't know. I don't know if there was where, a crossover where? in WWE. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. I think I Chimmel think so was either. out by that. Time. You think he was done by then? Oh, okay, all right. Well, I mean, also Borash. Right, exactly. We mentioned Borash. Like that's that's such a blind spot. Like that I didn't I didn't pick Jeremy. Could have picked Christy Hemi too. No, she's play terrible. by play Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly Kevin didn't Kelly, get mentioned. Kevin Kelly is yeah. excellent. With, yeah. Uh, New Japan. Yep. And the few weeks that he did uh, uh, Collision, he mm-hmm. was fantastic. Riccoboni's I mean, awesome. Even, like, back in the day when he used to do Heat and stuff, yeah. that was great. Yeah. Oh, dude. Dude. Yeah, he's a good like. If we go back, like you know, and ever do this draft Taz again, and, like Taz and Kevin Kelly, like come on, Taz and Kevin Kelly would that that slaps. That wouldn't that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a bad team. <laughs> yeah, Nigel is a great What's color it? guy too. Oh, shit, oh, yeah, fuck Nigel. The two of those, Nigel. Oh man, fucking great well, color I would, guy. I would, so taking Graves took away Moro. It took away Nigel. It took away Cole. Um, it took away Cole. It took away fucking Byron. JBL Booker T Byron. Yeah. It took away uh, um, Hentai. It took away. Thank you. <laughs> Alex Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a few right, indie guys. You're digging that holes. Are, are, are great. Um, Dave Prezak is. Dave Prezak's. Awesome. Dave Prezak is great. And then I don't know how familiar you guys were with the uh, early years of uh, CZW, mm-hmm. but Eric Gargiulo and John House were the funniest people on the planet. I always will take credit Back away. Like, oh, two. Uh, Gargiulo was... Uh, uh, he called some of those, like... And I've seen, like, the, the clips on YouTube. He was calling and or running that, like, women's extreme wrestling organization that was basically, like, bikini models. Oh, and he really? was, like, the host <laughs> of those shows. Like... He's the shits. He's the, again. I, I only know him from from about 2001 to mm-hmm. 2004. Yeah. CZW and the duo of him and John House together. Oh yeah, they. Just, 
you know. For CZW shows, they were great. I think it didn't he do Chikara and uh I think at one point he went to uh Ring of Honor. He did Ring of Honor, yeah. He yeah. did the early yeah. the very early mm-hmm. Ring of Honor shows. And yeah. he was a good he was a good like Tanay kind of guy where he knew the backstory of all the stuff. He knew all the names of the yeah. moves. He was good at that stuff, but I mean he wasn't the best personality, but Yeah. Doesn't always land. Well, not In a pinch. Is, you know? <laughs> I really, it's I really. Hard, it's hard to be that bold of a personality all the time, though. Yeah, I wish you I could. I, mean? I wish I could have snuck in Lance Russell, because um, Lance yeah, Russell, was... as a you know, again, like you could use him as a backstage guy, because nobody like interviewed heels better than Lance Russell, um, and the heels would like eviscerate Lance and and talk about his Jimmy Hart, especially would talk about his banana nose and and all the other you know quirks about him and. <laughs> <laughs> now that now that I'm thinking about yeah. it, we should have as as uh, as an extra round or instead of the wild card, put in like a uh, a live segment like uh, talk, like talk is or Raw is Jer- or talk is Jericho. Oh or, like, yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, uh, the Piper's Pit or like the the uh, barbershop. Oh shit. Oh. oh man, getting brother love. Oh brother love, you could have gotten. <laughs> I mean, listen, that's there's the cutting edge. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, talk show segments. That's uh. Mm-hmm. That could be another snake trap. Well, I think that eventually, like that, we'll we'll have the Mount Rushmore of talk show segments for yeah. a future oh. episode. But uh, oh, I think backstage announcer can't leave this guy out. Mm-hmm. Grew up on him, and I loved him, Sean Mooney. <laughs> love Sean Mooney. What <laughs> one of the most vanilla guys that they had. I love Sean Mooney. <laughs> what was the? The, the the casting of that was can you get the whitest looking and sounding man possible and oh, uh, I want to give another <laughs> shout out oh, backstage boy. backstage announcer or like third third mic Scott Hudson Scott Hudson was good yeah funny story about Scott Hudson is he is actually he works for um, the FBI get out of here and he my sister is a uh, federal probation officer and so she had to go to this training where they um, do, like, uh, shooting range stuff. Uh-huh. And Scott Hudson was his, her instructor. Really? <laughs> and she sent, she was at this thing, and she sent me a 8 by 10 signed <laughs> by Scott Hudson. She goes, do you know who this is? And I go, that's fucking Scott Hudson. You better put some respect on his name. <laughs> who is this guy? Like... <laughs> You're this, like, he's teaching you how to fire a rifle? Let's go. He's like, he said he did some sort of wrestling stuff. Do you know who this guy is? And I was like, that's fucking Scott Hudson. Scott Hudson. Didn't he do... he? So when they... The the merger of WCW and WWF, like that one week where yeah. they had a WCW main event on... Wasn't it him and Arn Anderson? They, yeah, they called Booker T and... Well. Yeah, that trash <laughs> match. Yeah. Oh my god! Oof, what a footnote. Uh, the one and only time that uh, Buff Bagwell got a a, a look see by WWF, but uh, yeah, but Scott Hudson was good. Like it, he had shit material to work with because he was oh, like yeah. the, he was the C announcer, and he was calling like he was the C announcer. He's with Tony Giovanni, who wants to fucking at that time kill himself. Yes, he absolutely. Yeah, like, this product is dog shit. And then they're working with uh, Mark Madden. One of the worst of all time. Is the most insufferable human being. What a piece life. of shit. Yeah. Um, but no, Hudson also did, like, I think he worked with Tanae on, like, WCW Prime, like, the syndicated shows, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And you could actually, like, see that, like, they had chemistry and they called, you know, again, they called the matches pretty straight. Um, and I think he was, they do, like, some early TNA stuff, too, like... He may have. Or he, he did have. some of these, like, you know, kind of bigger uh, flash-in-the-pan promos that were uh, that were around, like, uh, you know, WWE All-Stars or, or WWE All-Stars or whatever. Like, So, again, he's a versatile guy, and, and he's somebody that probably the modern wrestling fan would scratch their head and be like, who who is this guy? Like, he's that, he doesn't really, like, yeah. ring a bell to me. But, yeah, those of us... Those in the know uh, can certainly uh, respect that Scott Hudson was pretty good. Um, let's uh, let's let's put a fork in this one, boys. Let's do. Yeah. All right, very good. I, I think feel like uh, it was a really good show. You I know? I think everybody all across, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. 
Spanish announced team might have been the stealer. That's definitely the of the whole situation. <laughs> I right, listen. Sometimes thinking outside of the box works yeah. to my benefit. <laughs> 90% of the time it doesn't. But. Well, when you got a month to game plan. Yeah, exactly. Like, this was, uh, this was, you know, a, a little bit more, uh, you know, kind of dug in. You dug your heels in on this one, but. I could throw out my entire notepad of uh, backstage announcements. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Burn all your notes. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be back in a, in a couple weeks with a new episode. So, uh, on behalf of, uh, of myself, Mike Madden, uh, for uh, Matt Geiger and for Tommy Schultz. We hope you uh, have a great night, and uh, we will see you guys down the road.